Welcome everybody to chapter 39 of Legion's Cast. That's right, Legion's Cast is back. We've been doing pretty good. We've been pretty pretty regular. We're giving you a healthy dose, a continuous round of just, you know, injections of, of Legion's Cast here and there. And we're getting close and closer to, to Legion's Con. It's a beautiful world. It's fantastic. Today... It's just the two of us. I am Lord Steve Bishotti, and with me today is Len LaGuardia. How you doing, Lenny? Good, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. No LBC today. Uh, LBC had some had some things he had to attend to, and um, so yeah, he's out. It's just the two of us, but it's it's going to be a fun episode anyway. So uh, besides, you know, the other the other guest, the other host of this show, basically, is you because we've got uh, we've got listener questions we're going to be fielding today and it's going to be awesome we're going to tackle your questions which you guys have submitted over social media in the i don't know if it was i don't know where exactly did you did you just post it in the cabal land or where else is it was it anywhere just else just the cabal just the cabal so straight this is, to the heart of the community straight well, to the heart perfect so the cabal's got questions for us and we're going to answer them best we can um just to hit i guess on uh I don't know, popular conversation right now. What is popular conversation? The Headless Horseman, right? Absolutely. We have not, uh, I don't think we've talked since that whole, the figure obscure, the latest figure obscure went up. Len, what are your thoughts on the Headless Horseman? I love it. I love the figure obscure line. It's really neat that they're giving us something that's uh, in stock and shipping immediately. It's like instant gratification, which I love. I live for it. Um, it's a fun thing. They're, they're not doing like a blind drop. They're giving you just even little warnings that it's ha- going to happen. And I think that's awesome. They're kind of like taking what other companies are doing and they're just putting their spin on it and making it even better. So I love it. And the horseman itself is amazing because I'm just a fan of that character in general. And I can't wait. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Me neither. I am. I love the Horseman. Uh, that that whole storyline is the story. Um, I've read it. I've watched the cartoon. That's the most important thing is the Disney cartoon uh, from olden times. Um, yeah, it's a character that's dear to my heart. So it was actually really cool. I'm, I have to say as cool as Krampus was, I'm more excited about this. Um yeah, so when when I saw that drop, I was pretty darn excited, and it it is it, it's just a beautiful uh, interpretation. I mean, it's amazing, and the horsemen do it all the time. A lot of reuse of parts there, but still pulled it off and gave us just enough uh, new stuff to make it something special, especially the packaging. Um, Nate Barch's art on those pa- he's a he's a packaging god. That's what he is packaging god uh, without a doubt without a doubt the packaging is incredible how many did you get i only got the one i, I got the one the all-in one because i wanted the mug to go with my krampus mug and i like pins i'm a big pin guy so i definitely went for that i was tempted to get another one in the second offering just a plain you know the not all-in version but you know it's that time of year when you're kind of like thinking about what you're spending so i just went with the one yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get the all-in. I, I didn't have the choice to get the all-in. It was gone, Um, but I did get two just because I've 
it's that packaging. It's so it's so crazy to think that a box can sell me on spending another, you know, hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty dollars or whatever when it, after it's shipped. I'm not, you know, just because of that beautiful artwork that that's there. Figure Obscura is is really a cool line. It's 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 a really neat neat direction and idea that the horsemen have, that the horsemen have come up with us or come up with for us. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to have it in my hands, which I don't yet, but soon, soon it'll be here. Soon we'll all have yeah. them. But getting them in Sweden already. Come on, we're going to be getting ours soon. Yeah, I have faith in it. You know, it's a really it's what's cool with the line is that it just crosses the whole fan base uh it goes outside of our fa- uh, like our fan the fan base they normally have because it has appeal to other people like for example my wife is has no interest in legion in any way shape or form <laughs> like she just doesn't get it she's not a fantasy person she's more sci-fi um but she thinks krampus is great and he's allowed to come out amongst the christmas decorations every year and she actually thinks the horseman is cool too like a package came yesterday and she heard FedEx and she thought she was like, is that the horseman? And I said, no, it's just dumb old Mezco. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool though. Cause she's like excited to see it too. Cause it's, it crosses that line of like, you know, everyone loves it. You love the Disney version. We went to sleepy hollow, um, like maybe four years ago for a little getaway. Cause it's not too far from us. And it's, it was a really, really cool little old, town outside of new york to go to it was it, it's really neat they don't oversell the whole horseman thing but it's there like the police cars have like really cool gr- like graphics on the side for sleepy hollow police department with with the horseman on his horse and the flaming pumpkin and the fire department uh, has it too and it's it's neat it's really a cool place to visit man that does sound cool i want to go there i'm going you- it's a shame it's so far for you because it, it I think you'd like it. You we did a midnight cemetery tour. It was a guided tour. And it was at Halloween, like this time of year. And they show you a lot of like the historical graves and there's I think there's like Rockefellers there and Carnegie's because this would have been like the um more like elite suburb away ah. from the city, right? So that's what Sleepy Hollow really is. And it was just neat to see. And they and you you can see, like, the bridge that it's supposed to be, like, the bridge where it happened or that inspired the author to write the story. Right. Yeah, it's really neat. I'm kind of inspired to, uh, <clears throat> to, to make a Ichabod Crane custom now, you know? He's a 2.0 body. And... <laughs> I was just going to say 2.0. <laughs> maybe, we could, maybe we could, you know, find a, a cool head. Uh mm. And, Big skinny head, long yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can dig that. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Have him, have him, uh, chasing, uh, have the horseman chasing him. So yeah, I mean, because the best character of the the Disney cartoon is is Ichabod's horse. Do, do oh, you, you agree? Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, Ichabod's horse is the is the breakout star of that of that whole thing. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, things are in. People are people are waiting for stuff. We've got uh, a lot of people are getting their um o- their o- new uh, deluxe yeah. ogre builder. Yep, deluxe ogre builders and seeing pictures of that looks really really cool. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get my hands on one yet, but um that's yeah. also very exciting. 
So I I haven't gotten him either yet. That's the last one I'm I'm waiting for. And so it is exciting to see everyone everyone getting their hands on him. Yeah, a lot of love for him too. I'm not seeing a lot of negative. There's always a little bit of negative every time something comes out, but I'm seeing nothing but love for that that half giant. Oh, it's just amazing. It's just it's one of those over the top ridiculous. I mean, the shield is just ridiculous, but it's so yeah. cool. It's well, again, just, who who designed it? Who touched that? Uh, Mr. Birch. So, yeah. exactly, he's the man, man with a plan. So, anyways, we might have a healthy show ahead of us. I don't know how long these questions are going to take, but we're gonna we're gonna give a all American try at it. Um, Len, I think I think you should just you should just read these, and we should you know I'll let you take the reins, and I'll just react in my lordly way. Okay. Sound good? Sounds like that's another formula from some other show, but I don't I can't put my finger on what. But we're gonna do this. I'm not sure either. I I felt like I had some kind of inspiration for it. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's read the first one. Is uh from our friend J V Respunk. Uh J V asked, Is there a connection between red skinned Fury Clan characters and the dark god Aerithir? Is it some kind of boon cursed he bestows upon those he deems worthy? Something I think about sometimes. It's a great question. It's cool. It is a great question. Uh, And, I mean, neither one of us are going to know the real answer, but it's a cool cool theory. Um, I mean, Erethir is red. Uh, Belphegar is red. Um, Erethir is... Is Aerithir red? Did I just screw that? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, his base body's red. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, why not? I think, I feel like you should know. I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to consult, uh, we'd have to consult, uh, uh, Pelvicus and see what he, oh, but he isn't going to know, is he? He doesn't retain anything. No, yeah, no, I don't think he'd have the answer to that. <laughs> No, I've I've often I've thought of it. I I made a custom a long time ago. Uh, it was like the first one I ever did, and it was with a Fury Clan orc that I kind of transformed into like a, like a more like a wizard type or a, a like a potions master. And my my fanfic for him was that that's what he was like. He was a he was like a type of like wizard potion master in Arathir, and that he uncovered some like secret tome or book from you know some crypt that had a formula that created fury clan creatures and it gave them like heightened levels of strength endurance and all that but it cut life from them so like if they took the formula they would be stronger and faster and physically better but it would cut like 20 years off of their lifespan yeah the other the other side of the of the coin for sure um no i mean it's it's a totally i think it's a total feasible kind of kind of a thought that it it could be some some extension of erythir because i mean right. yeah, yeah very cool yeah i mean it makes sense because it crosses races right i mean it could be anything we know that i think i think cb had said that at one point that it could be any kind of race, so it's not like a um, and the furious really the furious four yeah. kind of you know backs that up too because I mean you've got just you've got a lot going on there yeah so 
No, cool. Cool, cool idea. Okay. What's next? All right. Next one here is from our friend Maverick. Oh, boy. Maverick says, I keep trying to figure out what happens after Necronominus shows up. Mm. More 2.0 characters as the new War of the Apocalypse happens. Return of the Legendary Beasts or new ones. Who slash what is the big bad after the horsemen are eventually defeated? Pelvicus and his cleaver? Question mark. <laughs> Pelvicus and his cleaver. Oh, that's funny. Man, you know, that's that's another, that's a cool thing to think about. And I've, I've kind of daydreamed a little bit about that myself. Like, where does it go after after this? Uh, but but are we are we even sure that, we're not even sure that the, the horsemen will be defeated at this point, are we? No. No. They, they could, the horsemen could win, right? And it could be, uh, could further fra- fracture the, the landscape of mythos. Yeah. This could be the, you know, this could be the, the, the second act or the end of the second act where, you know, our heroes are in much, they're in dire straits. This is, this could be, this could be the end of, uh, not the end of Endgame, but the end of, uh, what, Infinity War, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. We're, we're, we're totally not sure. I would like to see, well, the return of the great beasts. Now the great beasts, are they different than, yeah. Like Xylona, she's not one of the great beasts. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think she is. She, I mean, what's so great about her? She's just normal size, you know. Is a uh, I'm gonna say this wrong. Is Atheon a great beast, or Atheron or Atheron? Oh, like are you saying that the horse, like Arthur's horse? No, the bird. Oh, 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 yeah. Right. He might be a great beast. Well, isn't he on par with 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 Zylona? Right. That's why I asked. Uh, this is interesting. I kind of think he is. He probably is. This is why we leave Jeremy home for these episodes because he knows too much. They'd be over. He'd be like exactly. saying all kinds of crazy things. I saw in this thing I read that so and so Brian you know, he'd be going on going all Jeremy, so <laughs> <laughs> But no. Yeah, um I think it's I think it, it it is fun to think about. Uh and I can't wait. See the the thing about the horsemen that I have come to accept is I can't predict them. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, Len, but, you know, I can sit here and think about what we're going to see here at, at G-Con, and I I have kind of given up because they, they, they go in a different direction than I think they're going to go almost all the time, and that's part of the fun. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. I mean, Poxus, for example, I I didn't see any of that coming. Never. I mean, I you kind of knew... There's things you hope for, like you hope you're going to see wizards with with robes because of the nature of what's coming. But, you know, the other things I didn't see coming. Brute scale, like that's out of nowhere. Um, A a djinn? A djinn? Never. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then it makes sense, though. That's the thing. They They don't pull it out of thin air and then it doesn't make sense. They pull it out of thin air and you're like, well, yeah, okay, djinn's a magical creature. It's a magic wielder. Makes sense. 
So, right, yeah. But, it's... Yeah. We got a big dragon guy, you know, last year. I didn't see that coming. So, I mean, we all think, oh, we're, we're going to see skeletons and uh, skeletons and knights. But I doubt, I can guarantee almost, I can guarantee we're going to see more than skeletons and knights coming up here in a few short weeks. So, uh, very, very hard to predict where they're going story-wise and uh, artistic-wise as well. Right. Let's just hope they don't go to space. <laughs> no, they get a the whole new adventures of mythos. Oh yeah, jeez, put it, put it to put Atlas and pants or something. That's stupid. Ah, oh, we don't need that. No one wants that. No one wants that. Okay, let's go with another one here. I this one, this is another one from JV JV Respond. Okay, uh, it's another fan theory that he has. Do skeleton bones thicken thicken and swell <laughs> up when they are brought back from the dead? Kind of like an exoskeleton. This would explain why the undead have big bones. <laughs> I know the real reason is because thinner bones would break easier and the parts need to be modular. Can I, I'll answer that with yes. Yes, that's the, that's the answer. Yeah. You know, have you, ever, have you ever really even thought about that? Like as far as... I've heard other people say that to me. They're like... About the skeletons, I'll be like, "Well, the bones are too big," and I'm, I'm, I'm like, "Man, I never really even." Nope. It, it, I, I realize what they're saying, but it never really registered in my brain too much. Yeah. No, I get it, but I never, um, it never went by. But there's other things that I'm like that with, and you know, because we've had these these discussions, like, like, would this helmet fit on this head? Like, so, so if I take this dwarf helmet, would it fit on my um, a, a dwarf's head that doesn't have a helmet and the answer is no <laughs> like they don't match so i've seen that but i've never thought about the, the bones thing like you know being different no never have but that's 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 i yeah i'm gonna go with len and i'm gonna agree that the answer is yes yes okay the next next one's the big one should Uh-oh. i I have to take a drink first. You have take to, a drink first. You get play some rock. I have my vocal cords for this. Okay. Thanks, Will. Play some rocky music. Get pumped up. Run okay. up. Run up the stairs. Oh, all right. Here we go. Oh no. Will White from Mississippi. Theory time. Okay. Try to follow my logic here. All quotes are from Source Horseman bios and the article on the lore of Mythos, the Great Beasts. Atlas bio. Atlas the Conqueror was banished by the army of Lodysseus after renouncing his claim to lead those very soldiers. His younger brother Attila was chosen to lead the army while Attila... Atlas. Is it Atlas? Attilus? Atlas? I don't know. I know you Atlas roamed the wastelands of Mythos, forming a battalion of his own. Okay, now I gotta read the Attila bio. <laughs> when his older brother, Atlas, renounced his claim to leadership of the army of Lodysseus, Attila Lyoser gladly stepped up and grabbed the mantle. Gorgo bio. Gorgo Etherblade is a dark mystery even to his closest confidants. His origin is as cryptic as the identity hidden under his opposing war helmet. Juno bio. Although Atlas tried to care for her after the loss of her parents. 
Juno left his army in search of a new home for her hatred and anger. It was only after Gorgo pulled her from an evil horde of skeleton soldiers that Juno found her new family, the Legion of Arathir. The lore of mythos, the great beasts. The hammer of the lion, however, has been lost. Attila Lyasir, the current leader of the army of Lodysseus, fights without his family's legacy weapon by his side. Attila doesn't wield the real Lyasir hammer. Juno left one father figure for another. Gorgo's identity is a mystery. Attila gladly took over the army of Odysseus after Atlas was banished for not wanting to leave that army. The war of the other late two-pack is Attila and Gorgo because Attila is Gorgo. (laughs) Whether it's an armor change or something more nefarious, skin suit, I don't know, but they have to be connected. I don't think I can go out on a limb and say that I think that Attila is Gorgo. I definitely think there's probably a connection there. There's probably something going on there uh, between the two. But to say that one is the other, I don't understand. What I'm thinking, I'm not following with him, is when he says that Attila isn't wielding the real hammer. I don't know where he's getting that from. Well, he's saying that's in that is sourced from the lore of mythos, the great beasts. I thought that that isn't the hammer the one weapon that's missing. Right. That and he's saying that that's that he's wielding the hammer, but it's not the real hammer. But I don't understand why that what how that connects the dots to the end of them being the same person, unless he because he never said that Gorgo has the hammer. No, and I would assume that with, since our two-pack that's coming, he does have the hammer. That That's just a different time thing. Like, he didn't have the hammer, and now he does have the hammer. Is the, You know, kind of like our, um, uh, what's her name? <clears throat> oh, come on. The, Artemis. Yeah, Artemis. Artemis is two different time frames of the same character. And that's kind of what I assume was going on with, with him as well. Um, so... I'm not sure that that's... I'm not sure I'm following that he doesn't have the real hammer. I think he doesn't have the hammer, then he does. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't... You know, it's... That's... I, I don't think he is Gorgo. Len, what do you think? I don't... I never thought he was Gorgo. I don't... I don't see how the strings on the on the, on the cork board on the wall tie together for, for what Will's saying here. I, I always had my own personal theory that Gorgo is the father of the of the two boys because that's he's they're a character that's a character that's never well he's been mentioned in a way because he was the was the leader and and I don't know if they ever said he was killed I don't think it was ever said like what happened to him so when you have like one mystery one pivotal character disappear. And another one with a hidden miss, you know, hidden way that kind of leads me to a possible scene with with Magnus, you know, sitting and telling them that from a certain point of view, Gorgo killed their father, (laughs) (laughs) who is now a skeleton. Exactly. Because we all know that Gorgo is a skeleton, right? 
Right. With even bigger bones. With even bigger bones. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. It's always fun to think about this stuff. But, Will, Absolutely. you're wrong. Right? I'm just going to say you're wrong. I'm going to have to agree with you. All right, Kirby Smith. According to, to the lore article, there are more than two dozen types of trolls. I'd just like to hear how many you guys could imagine make up and what wild ideas you have. And it's a two-parter, because then he asks, how does the economy of mythos work? Is there a trade between factions? Do, do the goblins' gems get bought by vampires and elves alike? Oh, there's another one. Who is the grumpiest, most stubborn, belligerent little conundrum in mythos? Warrior, bog goblin, Krotos, just for some options. And how would you cheer them up and get them to smile? Listening from Guatemala but previously from Seattle. Oh, that's a big move. That's a quite a big that's move. That's a big move. He's chasing the coffee to the source. Yeah, isn't that like all, all from like gloom to like sun? Yeah. Yeah. Got tired of the rain, I guess. He's definitely not a, a vampire for Twilight, or he'd be sparkling now. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, well, there's a lot to unpack there. So give me one troll. Like, give me a troll that you see coming or that you'd like to see. Man. Oh. Well, I want I want to see like a like a like a. This is crazy, but you know, I want a winged troll. Oh. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah. It's huge. It'd have to be. It's ridiculous. They'll probably never make it. But, I mean, that would be cool. To have a winged troll instead of arms, he's got these giant wings or something. It'd be fun. Oh, instead of arms. That's how I picture him as kind of like half bird and be all feathered and stuff. It'd be it'd, oh, it'd, that's it'd, cool. it'd need yeah. a whole new a new buck. But um, yeah, I think that that would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's neat. I I've always wanted, and I'm I feel like we're gonna see it one day. Would be like a fire troll, a oh, red yeah. one. Yeah. You know, like even if it's the same buck that they have now, but something in red, something like a, um, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the fire creature thing from Lord of the Rings? Oh, the, the Balrog. The... Yeah, like something Balrogish. You know, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. I think a night troll would be kind of cool, like a dark. He's all black and dark colors and shadowy and, um, kind of crazy like that. That'd be fun. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking like a knight, like an armor. I was oh. thinking, you know, like an armor troll. No, shadow troll, maybe it would be a better term for it or something. Yeah, that's actually really cool, too. Yeah. Uh, a sand troll? Like a desert troll? Yeah. We haven't got that yet. Do we have any? We don't really have any desert dwellers, do we? I guess we really don't. Maybe that's, maybe that's, uh, Someplace we're gonna head in after uh, in the second phase after we've got this story of uh, the returning four horsemen. Maybe we'll end up in the desert somewhere someday. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Gotta go somewhere. Okay. All right. Then the next one's kind of cool. It's interesting. He's asking about how we think the economy works of mythos, uh, trade between factions, uh, just basically things about the economy. Have you ever thought about that? I feel, yeah, kind of. I feel like um, the biggest semblance of government is the is um, 
the Order of Ethereum. I know it's kind of a religious, there's kind of a religious tone, but, you know, all the knights and we've got, you know, all that stuff, it seems like that would be the most formal way. Like, if there's a kingdom, that's they're going to be there. And in that kingdom, I would think that there would be a, a recognized money source, so coins or, or or things might be stamped that are... Um, that are used in the main like uh, areas where uh, it's kind of normal. You go to a marketplace and stuff, and then on the outskirts of of around that, I would think, you know, when you're dealing, everything would get down to to, to, to bartering and, and 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 maybe just just raw gold and uh, and uh, stones uh, like jewels, things like that. Get a little bit less of a kind of like Star Wars, you know. Your credits aren't good out here, but they're you know you get closer, you get a Coruscant. They they it's a different thing. That's how I kind of picture it in my head. Yeah, yeah, like more of a barter system on the outer rim territory, so to say, where yeah. they're doing trade. You know, I I don't see some of the factions like a you know like a Arathir or or the Vamp. No, the vampires are kind of fancy. I don't know if they could really be that fancy without money. I... Right. They gotta be, yeah. They're, they're rich. I would think so. They're rich. I imagine that there's like a, there's a lot of, um, like, pawn shops in Mythos. Yeah. That's that's how I picture it. Yeah. Um, you know, I can almost imagine, like, like, Snag going into a pawn shop and trying to, trying to sell or trade off like his you know like an antler or an enchanted like oh, yeah. um goblet or something oh yeah snag walks in there makes a makes a trade the guy who traded with him thinks he made out good but he doesn't know that snag filled his pockets while he was in there and took more than he exactly did. yeah perfect yeah like sir, sir richard runs it and he's like you know <laughs> he's got a grumpy father type of thing yeah 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 for sure that's uh yeah. that yeah that's perfect and like the vampires probably have some like old gold like, for lack of imagination, like old pirate gold, but it's old vampire gold or something, and it's stamped with, like, a cool symbol or something, and if somebody, like, dones one of those, they're like, I haven't seen one of these in years! Something cool like that. Yeah, like, the type of stuff you have to be careful where you spend it. If you try to spend it, like, in the heart of, um, you know, yes. the wrong area. You throw that, that coin at somebody, they're going to be like, where did you get this? You know? Exactly. Like stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right, so his his next one, he's asking, who's grumpy? Oh, Bromden. He looks like a grump, Bromden. don't he? He's a dwarf. Yeah, yeah dwarf. No, he does. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I ever really thought about who was grumpy. I mean, obviously, I mean, like a, a warrior, fog goblin, but they're not like, they're just kind of like creatures, right? They're not really characters. A warrior, I would, I would think of more as wild. You know, on a bomb, yeah, me you know, too. as opposed to just grumpy. But um, off the top of my head, some of the goblins really look grumpy. You know, yeah, thump. Thump. Thump's a grump. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, be. thump's a grump. Thump the grump. That's what they call him in the in the clan in the goblin clan. That's his nickname, Thump the Grump. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good hand cannon. I like that. Perfect. Okay. What's next? All right. So our next one is from our friend Tomas Rydberg. And he asks, are there any kinds of yearly festivities in Mythos 
in your mind, not canon, like Christmas or Festivus? If so, what are they? And how do the creatures of Mythos celebrate them? Best wishes from Sweden. <laughs> Again, I gotta think that, you know, I gotta think that the Order of Ethereon has uh, some sort of a, like, worship day or something for for Ethereon that, that's like their, that's like our Christmas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like in celebration of like a battle, like winning a battle type of thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I don't think it would be customary to eat a bird, though. No, no. I don't think that would be a good idea. Yeah, and I don't think it'd be... Like, like Thanksgiving isn't going to fly. American Thanksgiving, where we all eat turkeys, that's that's not going to work. So. No, no, not at all. What could they eat? Like, could you eat a borier? Like, could you roast a, a borier mm. on a spit? I think Noble Bear Clan would probably do that. They would. I don't think they. I don't think they'd have any. As a matter of fact, that was the, that was what my thoughts were. With that, that Noble Bear might celebrate with some kind of like barbecue, like outdoors <laughs> barbecue, three three legged races. Do you think the Noble you know? Bear like rednecks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they'd have fire. They'd have like fireworks that they would shoot off. Like your loopy loos, your willy wills. <laughs> Definitely Eating stuff with their swords. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You gotta do that. You gotta have a knife and a big piece of meat. Eat it. Talk with your mouth full. Yeah. Perfect. Then take a drink too. Uh, your mouth is still full. It drips into your beard. Oh, that's total noble bear stuff. Exactly. That's where that was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, let's go international again here with our friend John Caulfield. Uh, John's an Irishman calling in from tiny Luxembourg. And he asks, what are your favorite type of figures to customize, be it pop and swap or with paint and third-party pieces? Mine is the Fury Clan, followed closely by green orcs and skeletons. Man, to customize. This is going to sound super lame. I really like doing human stuff. Um... The barbarians, anything. Not that I, there's nothing like I. There's nothing I dislike. I mean, I love doing everything, but I like to use. I like so I like my collection for myself to be ninety percent or more just straight up Mythic Legions characters. Even though I like to customize, there's not a whole lot of characters I like. There's not a whole lot of customs I like in my personal collection. So that being said, what I like to do is take army builders and give them some pizzazz so that when I have four knights, I have a little variation with the knights behind a main character. That is my, that's how I like to customize, is to build, actually legion build, build my ranks. And I like, yeah, so, so for me, human heads, or even any kind of head that can give my orc, give you know, an orc head that can give a, um, Make the a uh, few orcs look uh, different in the background and just give the place variety. I like third-party custom heads a lot because, um, you know, you can only paint a Mythic Legion. There's only a few <laughs> Mythic Legion's orc heads. You've got a helmeted one. You've got an unhelmeted one. We've got um, the bearded one now. I mean, really, is there? Am I missing one? That we that, that, like an actual fact uh, mm. studio orc head that I can think of right now. There's not a lot. 
So just the very character specific older ones, right? With the war paint down on I mean just the Yeah. Yeah. But so not, yeah. That's what I really like the third party companies for is is to do that variation and in in my I enjoy painting human heads. It's my favorite thing to do. I always and that's because when I started customizing it was the hardest thing to do. When I saw someone do a human head and pull it off really really well, I was jealous. So that's <laughs> Yes, and so that's where I've like been like, that's what I want to do. When I can do that and make it look good, that means I'm finally good. So that's that's where I've spent a lot of my time trying to uh, trying to get good at that. So that's a good answer. I I have to be honest with you. I think that you're almost finally good. Oh, thanks. That's that's great. Um, I would. I'm not going to say that you're good, because yeah. I want you to keep going. <laughs> I don't want you to hang your brushes up when you say I'm good. No, I'm not going to. I don't ever think I'm I'm good enough. So, so I'll I'll keep always trying to to do better. Well, I have to say that I, I mean, I totally agree with you. That's the one good thing about the third party stuff, is you to really take those builders and make them a little different like like an army would be but i i've been enjoying a lot lately doing um just straight up pop and swaps and i've been like having a lot of fun skeletonizing things so like making a template taking the skeleton parts the specific bone parts and putting them on like a templar or a knight and kind of like making your own more skeleton versions i'm just really like into them but I I hate admitting this and I hate saying it. But lately I've been making a lot of dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but I made a little I made like a cool vampire dwarf I like. And I because you don't see them, right? I wanted to make like dwarfized versions of things that you don't see. So like I made a gladiator dwarf last night. Like I, I that's why the deluxe builders are amazing. Because you can just like mm-hmm. Literally, which I know I told you I did when I got them. I took them all and just ripped them all apart and threw them in a box, and then just started taking parts out and making things and just like like a like when you're five years old and you get a new Lego kit and you throw yep. the directions away. That's kind of what I've been doing with them, and I've been having a lot of fun. But yeah, man, I've been making dwarfs. I hate to admit it because I don't want to. What's hear wrong them. with admitting it? Oh, it's because the dwarf people. I don't want them to think I'm one of them. No. No, I, I wouldn't want to be one of them either. And uh, so, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. You want to just keep that under your hat. Maybe not yeah. say it on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, ready? Yep. This is from a friend. This is Nate Strong. Ooh. And Nate wants to know. He says, you all have to get a Four Horsemen mythic or cosmic related tattoo. What's it going to be and why? And Mythic Customs, Wolf King Customs, God's Fire, etc. don't count. Those are a given. Asking from a wealthy part of Michigan. Winky face. The wealthiest part of Michigan. <laughs> I, I've never seen anything like it when you go to Nate's house. So uh, we're going to be there soon. So I... I can't oh wait. nice! Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be picking him up on our way to Legion's Con, so I will probably be able to enter the 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 residence of the strong one uh, and 
and just like before be in awe but anyways to answer the question it was always for me if i was going to get a tattoo mythic legions related it would have always been the north the noble bear for me i love that bear i think it's cool it is cool but recently uh if you seen the fan the, the furious four logo that we we've just had done with uh nate birch uh, the guys have actually, the four of us have actually discussed actually just all getting that. We'll really? See, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. That'd be interesting. We can find a tattoo parlor, I'm sure, in New Jersey. Probably could. Um, Travis uh, was wondering if he could get his little tiny yin-yang that he has between his shoulder blades. Which is the most ridiculous tattoo I've ever seen. Not that a yin yang is ridiculous, it's the placement and the size is ridiculous. It looks really out of place when he walks around. So he was like, Can I get that covered up? And I was like, No, you can't get that covered up. You've got to wear that for the rest of your life. So yeah, you got to get it somewhere else. So yeah, and then Pete can add to his tramp stamp. So yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a very meaningful. I like that. What about you? Are you gonna... I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any know. tattoos? That's... I do. Oh, okay. I do have a few, but they're very, very old. Because I made that mistake. <laughs> you know. Um, whew, I don't know. If I had to get one... You know what I really like? And I don't know if it's really... It's mythic related, but I really like that new figure obscura key logo. That's cool. That they did, and I know we don't know what the hell it's about or what it means but i think it looks really cool and i'd probably get something like that that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty neat i know it doesn't mean anything because we don't know what it means could mean something horrible but we will right Uh we will know at some point right yeah i imagine we have to yeah i mean krampus krampus didn't have anything key related i don't know if it's going to be a running theme I'm, i'm very interested in it though i i like that symbology that they have going on yeah but if I had to choose, like, just flat out, like, instant, you know, gun to the head response, I would say the Xylona's Flock logo. I like that. I like the deer. It's my favorite faction. I like all the characters in it, and it's just, it's cool. It is. We have a lot of deer here on our property, so it's kind of neat. I really like all the faction logos. The, the faction logos are incredible. They're so, they're so iconic. They're just, yeah. they're awesome. They're my, they're like one of my favorite things. Like, the Sons of the Red Star logo is just cool. Like, even without... If it oh. wasn't Mythic Legions, that is just cool. You just look at that and go, yeah. like, that's badass. Yeah, they're, they're, that's totally true. They're really just... Nate really, like... He, he just crushed those things. They're so cool. I have the pin sets. You know, you remember the pin sets that they did I a do. while back? Yeah, I have, like, the full set of the pins. And they're, like, one of my most, like, treasured things. I actually have them, like, tucked away. As to not even like ever like be tempted to get rid of them or anything because they're just so cool. Yeah, they are cool. Cool. Any right. more? There's just there's a lot more. Really? We we gonna be able yeah. to get through this? If we're not, you know, we can uh, we can make this a two parter. But was that what you? Well, let me see. There's a uh, there's one, two, three. There's four more. Ah, we can do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Kevin. Kevin Dufresne asks, 
What is each host more excited for, cosmic or mythic? Why? Are y'all more sci-fi or fantasy people? As a first-time con-goer, how should I balance my time? Go light on the breakout sessions to enjoy the floor more or balance it out? Hailing from right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And I know Kevin. Kevin's a good guy. And Kevin is super, super excited for Cosmic. He's got to be the number one Cosmic fan right now. The number one Cosmic fan, Kevin Dufresne. Oh, I'm dubbing it. I'm All saying right. it right now. Kevin is the number one Cosmic fan. So he is possibly upseated up by someone. So he, so since you seem to know him a little bit, is he is he into Mythics? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. He's a big dwarf guy. He likes okay. dwarfs a lot. He's one, you know. So he's a dwarfer. And uh, <laughs> I've definitely seen his name around, but I, I don't think I don't know if I've ever spoken with him or not. You probably have. Probably have. Just didn't realize it. He's yeah. He's a he's he's a big dwarf guy. That's for sure. And he's he's a really nice guy to talk to too. You know, I can't wait to meet him. So let's see. He he wants to know. Um, are you more excited for cosmic or mythic? That's tough. That's a hard one. It's not really. I don't feel like I can give cosmic a fair shake on this because I'm so invested in mythic, and I I would say that I prefer fantasy over space. I love space, but my favorite space thing is was you know has been star wars which also has people who fight with swords and and a bunch of like um uh, sorcery basically in it so you know it's that kind of blending mix of things um much like masters of the universe is too uh but so it's it's very hard to give to give cosmic a fair shake at this point because i don't have them in hand i don't you know there's not i don't have 200 figures of them you know um right having said that i'm one of the lucky ones that have gotten to play with those those test shots and darn you know you were there you 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 were right next to me um the level of creativity you know here's the deal i feel like we have seen a very small fraction of what we're going to see from cosmic like what is known to us is, I think, it feels, just by the way people talk, uh, you know, like the way Eric talks when, when he's being interviewed, it feels like I'm seeing, you know, there's this beautiful picture and I'm see, I'm looking through a pit, like a peephole through a door at a little tiny section of it. And it's like, I can't, I can't really judge it yet. I feel like it's, so it's unfair. But at this point, I'm just going to say, as unfair as it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm, I'm, I'm still more excited about Mythic. Yeah, no, I that makes sense. I, I get where you're coming from. I I have to say that um, I I was more I am and was more of a sci-fi fan. I like the fantasy genre. I've grown to like it more with getting into mythic than before. Um, I I really like space, the the sci-fi, the space, you know, the I you know, Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Trek, you name it. I mean I'm as I'm, I'm it's what I've always liked. On the flip side of that, I never really had the toys. I never really got into any of those toy lines that follow them. I mean, not even 
even when I was a kid, I wasn't into Star Wars toys as much. Um, as far as cosmic goes, like you said, I was all in just seeing the pictures. Like as soon as they announced it, I was like, I'm in. Cause I knew what the, the studio did with power Lords before and how that like influenced them and how much they liked like that genre and how, how much Eric like took from that. So like, I was really excited for them to be able to actually like come out with a line with all the experience of mythics behind them in this new fashion that they must have been in his back of his head for years you know like because he he tried they did they tried to do the power lords thing and it didn't really work and now they have all this experience and it's like they're trying to not not do that again but do that similar genre and it's just exciting to see what's going to happen and i agree with you like i was all in but after we got to see those test shots and actually like really see and play with them holy cow mm -hmm. amazing it's like it's going to blow people's minds away. I was actually talking to Kevin just yesterday because he was asking me a question about a specific like part to be made for the line. He's really excited for third-party parts for Cosmic, even though the line's not out yet. Mm -hmm. He's just excited to like get into that whole customizing angle of it. And I, and I told him, I said, listen, you need to get these in your hands and just play with them and get the feel for what's going on here because they're so different and the small yeah. details are just amazing so different yeah so yeah so yet the same it's crazy exactly it's it's mind-blowing <clears throat> guys are in for a treat i mean i'm in for a treat i haven't held a you know i haven't held a painted one yet or a, soon yeah soon baby soon can't wait yeah so then he wants to know he wants a little advice about legion con oh yeah um, you know, how to balance his time yep. between breakout sessions, the floor. First thing you want to do is go meet, go meet the My Wife's Gonna Kill Me guys. Uh, that's your because they're gonna have a line like crazy. Absolutely. You're gonna want to go see those guys. Um, no, uh, man, I gotta say that it, you got a two day show, you've got time. Uh, I yes. say that, you know, you should probably, if there are breakout sessions or panels or whatever that you want to check out, I say check them out, man. Because I, I find that stuff very interesting myself, personally. So, uh, as a guy who's kind of probably, for the most part, going to be chained to a table, I'm kind of bummed that I probably won't get to see as much of that stuff as I would as I normally would like to. Uh, so... Right. Yeah, I just feel like you know you've got you've got a whole you've got two whole days. Hopefully, I mean I don't know what your time schedule is. I'm assuming you have two whole days. I would enjoy every bit of it and just do what you want to do. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to be seen there as far as customizers and um, third-party parts to look at, purchase, whatnot. I think that uh, I think you're going to have plenty of time, man. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think there's going to be that rush, um, rushed feeling that some people might perceive there being. Um, you know, let's let's be honest. If if you're after figures and you want good ones, like kind of, I don't want to say rare, but older ones, you're going to line up for the horseman's table first. First thing you're going to do, line up horseman's table, see what they have, see what you can grab. They're going to limit 
you know, the there's going to be things that are going to have limits on them. Like we've seen them do it every show. But still, I mean, a case has 24. So, you know, hopefully you can get something. They might have maybe like a shadow elf ranger, like maybe. out of nowhere. Yep. And, and, you know, maybe and if they have a case of them and you're 20, you doesn't mean the guy in front of you is going to get it. So you can totally get one if you need one. But that's definitely like, you know, the priority uh, in, to, to me if I was going. Um, after that, I would just go and just cruise around, just do your whole do a circuit around the whole place. Just kind of look to see, you know, what's there. And, you know, if there's a breakout session that you want to go to, don't not go to it because you're not going to miss anything on the floor. It's going to be there tomorrow. You know, I, I, I know I'm not I, I'm going to have a table there, too, and I'm not doing like show exclusives, so to say. So I don't know how many other people are, but I don't think there's anything you're going to have to chase down. Even I know I listened to Jeremy's show last night, and even he, even the show exclusive figures, he's saying that you know, if you want, like at lunchtime, go grab one, or you don't have to line up first thing in the morning to get them. They have plenty to give everyone what they want. Perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, in experience from what I've seen before, the horsemen will randomly open up something and throw it out like Len was talking about every now and then they'll just you'll you'll just, in 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 my experience word travels so it's like oh my god they got Gadriel out you know right now and yep. it kind of travels around the cot and, and uh so you can you can kind of um if if they do that and I'm not saying they're gonna do that they might not do that this year but that's what, what I've seen and so then you know you people who want that figure might rush up to their table to try to get that figure and you might get it and you might not uh, because it could be gone by the time you get there or by the time you find out about it it could be all, all gone but I wouldn't recommend stalking the horseman table and, and missing the whole con because you're waiting for them to just put something out um, you, right. you're going to get it or you're not or you know and, 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 and I think that you know just 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 Soak in the experience is 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 my uh advice yeah absolutely and and definitely you know on that same note going with a budget a rough budget in mind i know that's i know that's hard to do but like i think you have to like have some type of control unless you just don't care but if you you know because there's a lot of things that if you've never been to a show that the horsemen are at you, I can imagine you'd be overwhelmed, like looking at the pure volume of figures they have, and they're figures that, like you know, you're seeing in the cabal and different groups selling for a lot of money. So you could just be like grabbing and grabbing, and you know, I think you have to have a little control, a little, you know. You do. Everything. You do have to have a little control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the situation, you know, where I haven't had so much of that control <laughs> and you do tend to grab more than what you like realize or you're doing until it's too late <laughs> yeah um yeah it's gonna be cool man i i can't imagine what this year's gonna be like with the floor uh because i felt overwhelmed and overstimulated last year and this year it sounds like it's gonna be a lot bigger and but on the flip side we've got two days to to, to take it all in so Absolutely. That second day is going to mean a lot because that's just going to 
dilute the whole experience, you know, not in a bad way, in a good way. Because I, I haven't met anyone that didn't say exactly what you said about last year was that it, it was a little overwhelming. Like it was like, woof, like, you know, it was just a lot, you it's, know, between that. So. It's funny because the I don't want to paint the wrong picture. The room we did it in last year it was in is not a huge room. Okay. It's a lunch room. It was, you know, it's right. not going to, it's going to be different this year, but last year that's what we had. And so it's not like I'm, I'm saying you're walking into this and I don't know what the size of the floor is going to be. Not, not like, don't expect to walk into this giant room and be like, how do I take it? No, it's just, it's so compact. There's so much in a, in a, in a little space to look at, uh, so much art and so much basically eye candy that that's where the, 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 the concentration of it is what, uh, it can be overwhelming. Right. And everyone's going to have their different um, purposes, really. Like, what are your goals? If you're going there to be a shopper, that's one thing. You attack it one way. If you're going there like you're looking at artwork and you want to look at creations, like almost, let's say, uh, art gallery type of mentality, yeah. it's going to be a different experience for you. Yeah. So so it's all in what you expect to get out of it and what you're going there for. Sure. Just have a plan, I think, helps. Yeah, it's a good idea. Drink water. Always drink water. I like to say, yeah. I like to say go to bed early. Don't socialize. I'm kidding. I don't. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> that works. <laughs> Get plenty of rest. <laughs> yeah. All right. This The next one, I, let me make sure that I'm... Yeah, okay. We finished up Kevin's. All right. So Patrick's just really making a statement. Patrick Boyle, our yeah. friend, yes. is saying Necronominous lore segment. Up the hype for G-Con and the coming of death. So I think I don't think he means so much to do it tonight, but I think he's saying in the if we have any episodes leading up to, we should do a little bit on, you know, the what what the factions that are going to be released in G-Con. Yeah. So that's that's a thing. You know, we can definitely take, do that, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. All right. So let's see. This okay, and then this one is actually, he was just questioning, he thought this uh, Romeo, he thought that um, that we were a YouTube live, but oh. we're not. We're a traditional podcast. Old school, old school, man. I never thought I'd call a podcast old school because to me, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons are old school. <laughs> yeah. Or radio syndicated morning drive time radio is old school, but I guess I guess podcasts are old school. So. It's getting to be yeah, you're like the dinosaur, and it, it, it's funny because I prefer the radio format of podcasts, not not the visual. But everybody, you know, it's it, it is it isn't a whole lot. Uh, it doesn't exist a whole lot where it's only audio. Yeah, I guess not. I I still like it though. All right, so then our that brings us to our final question: Is Diego Lopez? Being a fan of vampires, I'd like to know more about this race and its faction. Besides perhaps sunlight and fire, do they have other weaknesses? I'd also like to see other races in there as dark counterparts to Zylona's flock. I would include... Hold on, click it. I would include werewolves, dark fae creatures, wicked humans, rat-like animorphs, etc. And Diego's coming from sunny california yeah i get it and i you know i i think you'll see a lot of that stuff eventually 
Sure, so, absolutely. Um, I know I'd like to see more vampirized versions of other races. Like, we don't see vampire orcs or dwarfs. The, the vampires always had more of a, like, a Zylona's flock counterpart, which they are. Like, but that, that they're... But I think, isn't that what stated, though? They are, like, corrupt elves? I think or am that I just was, making that up? No. That sounds familiar, but I, I can't place where I, where I heard that from. What, what's cool about it is, you know, if you've watched a lot of interviews where they've had, you know, Eric Treadaway up, and people will ask questions, are we ever going to see this? When have you ever seen Eric say, no? Right. <laughs> he never says that. He always says, more often than not, I've seen him say something like, oh, I'd love to. You know, it's just going to, when we get the time to get there, that's something, you know. So when you're, yeah. you're naming all this stuff, Dark Fae and uh, werewolves and everything, man, I, I think that that's cool. Is What's cool is uh, I think the horsemen are down to, to give us all that stuff. We just got to sit back and be patient. Exactly. I agree. I know werewolves have been asked a lot. I feel like that's a huge, a, a often requested thing Yeah. for some reason. No, oh, yeah, werewolves are just cool. They are. Yeah. They are. All right. Well, that that sums it up. That's our last question. And that was great. We did it. Very thankful for that feedback from the community there. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. We did. Um, so cool, man. Leslie, where where we're at? We're at as we record today. We are at October thirteenth. Uh, Legion's Con is November fifth, right, and sixth. Yep. So yes. we are on the downward slide. We're a biweekly show, which means that there's a good chance we might get one more show in before we go to Legion's Con. So. Yep, that's what I'm seeing on the calendar. It looks like we should be able to get one more in. Um. Yeah. So uh, next show is gonna uh, probably we'll probably be really getting excited and talking about stuff like that so uh make sure you join with us in this in the excitement and uh even if you're not going to legion's con uh first off reevaluate that decision and secondly um we're gonna be we'll be around to bring it back and tell you all about oh. it and share yeah unfortunately they can't get tickets anymore so be hard to reevaluate the decision. Well, the word "can't" is subjective. I mean, everything. Every as as Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, said, everybody has a price. Uh, so, you it's know, true. there are ways. To... <laughs> um. Anyways, no. So yeah. Uh. Len, you got anything to say before we part? No, just thank you. It was an, it was a good show. Thanks to the fans and um. We're always down for feedback. So if you have any suggestions or ideas or just want to let us know how we're doing, drop a rating in the – isn't that a thing, Steve, that they can yeah. drop a rating? especially um, if you're listening to us on uh, YouTube oh, – not YouTube. iTunes. iTunes, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating there. That always helps us out. A lot of people – I feel like – and that's a good thing you brought this up, Len – because I, oh, I, I, I mean to all the time and I forget. I feel like people who listen to Legion's Cast, they just wait for the link to come and then they, they listen to it that way. They see it in the cabal or they see it wherever. Uh, you know, go to, you know, go to uh, 
Apple Podcasts or whatever and, and subscribe. And so that you don't miss it. You don't need to wait for that link and then, uh, you know, check it yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I do. I use uh, I use Google or, you know, so I use an app called uh, Podcast Addict. And it's the same, you know, it auto, it subscribes to it and tells me when there's a new episode that drops. Yeah, there's tons of them. Uh, you know, Stitcher, you can do it on uh, uh, Google. Google has uh, their own their own uh, podcast catcher. Anything you want to, to use out there, um, grab this sucker and, and then you'll you'll never have to wait for us to uh, tell you it's out there again. And you can share it with people, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any kind of feedback we get is great because I guess that's the one, the one negative is we don't get that instant feedback that you would with like a YouTube or no. a live chat. We're not talking to you, so any feedback you want to give us is always welcome. Absolutely. So yeah, that's gonna wrap up chapter thirty-nine. 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 Allegiance Cast. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back soon. And uh, until then, I'll see you on the way to Mythos and uh, possibly Cosmere. Thanks, everybody.